0: This is a SHOCK podcast. SHOCK!
1: Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, you wonderful characters. Uh, the podcast that is back to life, back to reality, back to the here and now. Now, is that a song or Manchester United the season? Uh, Today, we have Nicholas John. Hello, hello. And Karami Kamel. What's happening, guys? Uh, Both of them do not want to talk about this weekend's uh, results, but we have to. (laughs) I am Faisal America, and I feel the same way, but for different reasons. Now, this is an episode that, Of course, none of us were looking forward to, well, except for Karam, whose favourite team actually won today. Uh, Let's start off with the Manchester derby. Now, uh, Manchester United had a meteoric four-match winning streak, uh, but it ended just like how meteors usually do, with a spectacularly fiery crash. (laughs) Yeah, they were beaten uh, 6-3 by Manchester City at the Etihad. Uh, Erling Haaland scored three goals. He made history by scoring three consecutive hat-tricks at home. Uh, Phil Foden also had uh, three goals. Uh, Before we get to United, let's get uh, City out of the way first. Uh, Karam, they were 4-0 up at halftime and Haaland looks just plain scary. Also, he's a damn good player.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was great uh, during the derby, I think um Or he he answered all his critics who was doubting him whether he can make it in the EPL or not i think he's proven that what 14 goals in 8 league matches that's astonishing astounding scary like you said faisal um again back to back hat-tricks back uh, to back to back hat-tricks mm-hmm. to make it to make it uh, as a matter of fact uh i i saw this coming uh, we've we've talked about this in the in the previous mm-hmm. episode i think uh, city would have Gone rampage on, on United and it did happen 4-0 at the first half. Um, Phil Foden. Phil Foden also did also played well. He also scored a hat trick. Uh but just to make just to this a fun fact for you guys. Well waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Haaland is the quickest player to score three hat tricks in the Premier League. He only took eight matches. And the next quickest one, take a guess. Robbie Fowler. Michael Owen. Mm, all, all the way back. <laughs> yeah. 48 matches. So, dude, it's like Mm. a 40-match difference. So, that has to be something. I think Haaland is the real deal now. I am not. I don't think that he's a young player coming up. Mm -hmm. He is there now. And to make... There's another fun fact for you guys. Haaland does... He rarely gets caught offside. So, for the whole season so far, he's only been caught offside twice. And his Mm -hmm. teammate, Jao Cancelo, who is a defender... And Ilkay Gundogan, who is a midfielder, <laughs> got caught offside three times. So that shows you the quality he has, mm. his timing. He times his run into the penalty box uh, perfectly, doesn't caught offside. And he only, usually he only has, has to take one touch to score a goal. So yeah, nothing nothing else to say, mm. man. In other words, scary <laughs> <laughs> for the opposition defence.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. Uh, Perfect since Halloween is coming out of the corner again. <laughs> okay, if there is any consolation for opposing teams, uh, this is what his dad said. I think it was late last week. Um, he sees Haaland only staying at City for about maybe two years. Then he wants to try his luck in either Spain or Italy or France mm-hmm. or anyone else willing to pay him big cash. <laughs> uh, no, normally, this uh, this kind of thing usually happens towards the end of a player's contract, you know? So and he's only just beginning, eh? Yeah, so I'm thinking this could be legit, guys. It could, it could. And
0: it's. I think I can see Haaland wearing a Real Madrid shirt or Barcelona shirt, so... Not sure about Serie A, but <laughs> La Liga, I think he, he has a high high, high chance of going there. Mm-hmm. Alright, now let's move on to
1: United. Uh, it was nice of them to pay tribute to Harry Maguire, right? Like he didn't play, but they certainly played like him. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, U- United were just poor. There's, there's no arguing their way out of this one. Uh, they were poor in attack, they were poor... In defence, even, like you said, without Harry Maguire there. And and for some of the goals I noticed, right? You know, when, after a team's course, they show you that, that aerial cam, you know, the stadium yeah. cam footage. Mm. You could actually see clearly City's movement and their passing while United were just static, mm-hmm. you know? And and, mm-hmm. and all the players who we were praising before this, like Varane and Ericsson and all that, uh, it, it's something just kind of turned off mm. for them this time, you know? Um The question is, what went wrong? You know, Eric Ten Hag said after the match that they were lacking bravery and that, you know, they were lacking uh, belief.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically, they were
2: Ollies united. Exactly. (laughs) Um, But but See, he may have a point because if you look at the last... Uh, game against big opposition, when they won against Arsenal, they weren't that fantastic in, in that match, you know, mm. Arsenal had a lot of possession and all that um, the biggest difference between the Arsenal game and the City game was that against Arsenal, they were just a lot more confident and they were making the best out of all the chances that were coming their way which did not happen uh, when, when they went up against City, that confidence was gone, even before City scored their opening goal, mm. you know, U- United just, they were lacking that 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 Something. And yeah, credit to them. They bounced back a little bit after the break, you know, and they 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 scored their goals. But by then the damage was already done.
0: Yeah, but I think that is the that is the positive point for United when they scored two goals late in the game. I think that is the fighting spirit that they needed. They showed that uh late in the game, although it could be a, <laughs> a little too late. A little too late, but when was the last time you've seen a United side who does that, right? When? After going four nil down at exactly. halftime. So yeah. I think that's a that's a spark that Ten Hag could use uh, for the coming future, for for the, for the coming matches, and maybe Marcel can be one of their best players again. I don't know. We are really
1: searching for that silver <laughs> lining, aren't we? <laughs> uh, there's a quote in Alice in Wonderland, right? Um, I like to believe in six impossible things before breakfast. That may be one of your impossible <laughs>
2: things. <bro. laughs>
1: Now, I have to be thankful for uh, Manchester United. Uh, It means that we won't have to go too deep into the uh, Liverpool match. (laughs) Uh, They drew 3 all with Brighton uh, to continue their disappointing start to the season. Uh, Guys, they had a bloody month of no games. (laughs) One month, one month to sort themselves out, get the team in order, give a quick boot up the backside of three. <laughs> <in> the <laughs> right. I mean, this is what we get. I have no idea what the hell is going on. man.
2: Yeah, it, it, it was a horrendous start uh, by the Reds, letting in two goals in the first 17 minutes. And they kind of never really recovered from that, you know. Uh, I mean, credit to them for... for really turning it on in the, the second half, you know, and, and and it looked like they were about to snatch a win before, uh, what's that guy, Leandro? Trossard. Netted his third for Brighton. Yeah. But I really think the match could have ended differently if Liverpool had started better. Uh, their defending was poor in the first half, and by the time they sorted themselves out, the momentum had already swung mm-hmm. Brighton's way. Uh, Faisal mentioned in the last episode that uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold will yeah. have a point to prove, you know, after his England snub. But the only thing he proved was that, you know, Gareth Salgate may have been right <laughs> to leave him out of of, of the England team. Uh, he, he had a part to play, either directly or indirectly, mm. at least two of Brighton's exactly, goals there, yeah. you know. Uh, but it wasn't just him, you know. Even Van Dyke looked like half a step slower mm-hmm. than, than he should have been um, for, for, for much of the game as well. And... We spoke about this in the last show, how time may be running out for Liverpool to salvage
0: their season. Time has run out for yeah, Liverpool. Yeah, I, I think at
2: this point, time has run out, yeah.
0: Well, but credit, credit to Brighton though. Mm. Uh, they've lost Graham Potter. I thought they, they'll go to shambles. But the new manager, Roberto De-, De Zerbi, I think has done well. Uh, this like, like Nick said, they scored two goals in the first 17 minutes. And I really like the first goal from Trossard because mm. he really skinned uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold for... He was nowhere in the picture when he scored that goal. So, uh, but I, I, don't know. I don't know how Brighton are doing this. I really, really hope that they can maintain this, this, this form till the end of the season. Mm-hmm. It, it'll be great to yeah. see. But uh, I, I'm not sure whether whether Klopp's time is over for, for at mm. Liverpool. Yeah,
1: okay, yeah. Earlier you said uh, something about this being a test for Brighton. Yep. Let's get real. It was Liverpool. I mean, the real test <laughs> is the next match, alright like, Right. <laughs> Anyway, Liverpool are ninth while Brighton are 4th. Uh, honestly, Brighton deserve that Champions League position mm. more than United or Liverpool. <laughs> mm. Let's get real. Uh, there was another derby that took place at the weekend. Arsenal defeated Tottenham 3-1. Uh, Karam was right with his prediction for once. It was uh, <laughs> definitely wasn't one of those tight and cagey matches.
0: Yeah, uh, I think Arsenal again played well. I think they have a point to prove they're they're still top of the table. Um, but I really, really like when Arteta was praising Gabriel Jesus after the match. Because he said, Jesus Jesus has, has that hunger, has that winning mentality that he brought when he came from City. So I think it was infectious enough for, for the rest of the squad to follow suit. Uh, not to mention Zinchenko as well, who was also from City. And the thing that I, 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 the thing I think that the appointment of Arteta three years ago, I think, resulted... With this, because many people were doubting Teta when he were, he got the job because he was from City, he were, he had no experience. But when he one or two years into the job, still people are criticizing him, and and I think I was the only one who, <laughs> well, I was the only one who had his back. Uh, it was a process; it was a long process. And remind you that uh, this Arsenal side is still a young team, and they are playing like like real contenders right now. Mm-hmm. Although it's still early, but the signs are there. The hunger is there. The young players are stepping up. They are showing maturity. Although it was, it's still early in this season, Arsenal, st- sky is the limit for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Credit to the Arsenal bosses as well for keeping the faith yeah. in Arteta, right? Because like mm-hmm. you said, there was just so much pressure to get rid of him. And imagine if they if they they had done that,
0: yeah, right? Remember, mm-hmm. Arsenal never sacked a manager, I think almost never sacked a manager midway through the season. So they sacked Unai Emery then and then mm-hmm. appointed Arteta. So they, literally, Edu was like, let's scrap this project and start with a new slate. So I think it's about to pay off. Mm-hmm. If not this season, then in the coming seasons.
1: Yeah, Tottenham take note. Huh? <laughs> how? That's, that's how you do it. How many managers have Spurs changed uh, since Wenger left? 312. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds accurate. Also in the Premier League, Chelsea had a 2-1 win uh, over Crystal Palace. Everton pips Southampton 2-1. Newcastle 4-1 win over Fulham. West Ham beat Wolves 2-0. Brentford and Bournemouth and Leeds and Aston Villa drew 0-0. In Spain, Real Madrid missed out on a chance to take a two-point lead in La Liga. With a 1-0 draw with uh, Osasuna, uh, they're tied at the top with Barcelona, who had a 1-0 win over Mallorca. Uh, moving on to Formula 1, uh, Singapore held its first GP since the pandemic. Uh, GP as in Grand Prix, not uh, general practitioner. <laughs> <laughs> in case you were wondering, uh, Red Bull Sergio Perez uh, won the race ahead of uh, Ferrari's uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Max Verstappen finished in 7th. Uh, also over the weekend, there was a bit of drama in F1. Uh, apparently two teams were accused of breaching the budget cap. <coughs> and- <Ripple>. <laughs> <laughs> and- I wonder which team... <laughs> uh, aren't you expecting a- another Kofnik? Aston <laughs> <laughs> <Estimating. laughs> Yeah, um, we're expected to get more details later in the week, uh, including which teams were involved... <laughs> Finally, before we go, I just want to touch on uh, some tragic news that happened uh, at the weekend. A pitch invasion led to a massive stampede after a football match in Indonesia. Over 120 people were killed. Uh, Many more were injured. Our hearts go out to those affected by this senseless tragedy. Uh, That's it for this episode. But before we go, I just want to ask everyone to remember to put your lives and your safety above everything else. You may feel passionate about the things that we love, uh, like football, but that passion shouldn't uh, put yourself or anyone else at risk. So stay safe, guys. Uh, we'll see you again in a few days' time. I'm Faisal American. I am Karami Kamil. And I'm Nicholas John.